This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello, and what is going on, my fellow Schwoklords? What is up? Welcome to another best episode of Cancel Shweezy. I have been dealing with uh, my bass, kind of play bass in a band, uh, like a cover band, and uh, I thought, like, uh, you know, this bass needs... I was like, I'm not too big into these pickups, or at least one of them on the bass that I use. And so I was like, I'm going to swap it out. So I bought one, I've been dilly-daddling all day, and... Uh, and uh, then I learned my soldering iron. Uh, the one that it broke, my soldering iron broke. And surprisingly enough, uh, the uh, uh, it was basically the last Radio Shack in Nashville was closing, and they're doing like you know it's like clearance, you know, like they're just trying to get rid of all their shit, trying to like make some like any money left possible they can, uh, and. I bought a soldering iron. I, well, like I saw it, I thought it was closed. I'm like, okay, I need to go in there just check and see if I can see if there's anything I, I could get. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I found soldering iron. I'm like, I actually need a soldering iron because I've at some point I'm gonna need a solder or something. And now I'm doing a lot more guitar you know, guitar stuff like that. Uh, you know, I, I want to get into more guitar building and stuff like that. So yeah, and I can't believe that broke. So I got bought a uh, a seventeen dollar soldering iron. So after that, everything went pretty smoothly, except for I burned my finger. Uh, which is cool. It's the one I actually use to play bass. So anyways, though, I've been doing that all day. And now I'm here talking on a podcast to at all of you. You you clicked on my dumb fucking face. And now you're checking out Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Uh, the only podcast that's facing these kinds of things with a little sense of uh, poison rationality is... Uh, we say uh, many times on this show. Uh, let's see, what, what do I have to say? What, what announcements do I have to give you? Go check out my music under Sweezy. That's going to be anywhere you stream your music. At, uh, it's going to be under Sweezy. It's like cancel Sweezy, but you take out the cancel part. And it's just Sweezy. That's where you find music. I do have a Christmas release coming up sometime around Christmas, so you guys want to definitely check that out. Uh, also remind me to work on that, get that done, uh, in my mind, so you gotta check that, so make sure you're going up and following me on there to make sure you know when, uh, when that shit's about to go down. Follow me on social media, at the Shweezy, is a really cool place, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and kind of Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash the Shweezy, uh, every Thursday I do stream, I just finished Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, 
Um, it's up in the air what I'm going to play next. So you got you got to check that out. Um, I do play every Sunday, and you can also get renoto. You also can get uh, kind of notified if you follow me on social media too. So why not hit out two birds with one stone and. Uh, don't be stingy uh, over there. What's I gotta? Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, don't be stingy over there because if you have an Amazon Prime account, you connect it to your Twitch account, uh, and typically to subscribe to someone is around five dollars a month. Following anyone's free. You obviously have to do that, uh, regardless of the situation. But following anyone, uh, subscribing to someone, if you have an Amazon Prime connected, you get one free subscribe. Typically, you'd spend five dollars without it. So why not just help me out? Help me out in everything that I do. Uh, it's a great way to financially support me, or, and especially other creators on Twitch as well, but more importantly, me, uh, to, you know, to, you know, financially help support us. Another way to financially support me and the show is uh, our Patreon page. It's a giant old uh, uh, tip jar, or as I like to call it, a circumcision jar, because it's just tips. Uh, uh, I should get the badoomch. That would be a good sound drop. Uh, go check that out. Patreon page is a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Uh, but let's not forget all the free shit you can do. Uh, if you, uh, I know the majority of our audience is over on the audio side. Uh, I do want to remind you to go check out our YouTube page. Uh, we post all the highlights from the show and other parts of the show. We even put the full live show. So I know some people, they like to, uh, if you listen to podcasts and you like, you know, you put on like your Apple TV or through Spotify or whatever, um, what I would suggest doing to make it even a better experience is go ahead and uh, go to the YouTube app uh, on your smart TV or smart device, your Roku, your Apple TV, and uh, pull us up on YouTube and watch us there because it's just me. Because eventually you get to see me doing it. Because if you're already using it on your TV, watch the visual. That makes it a lot better. Because a lot of times I do like to add when we do the BuzzFeed articles, I do go through that. You get to see. Uh, what I'm looking at on my screen as, as well. So go check that as well. Make sure you like and subscribe over there as well uh, on YouTube, and especially if you're watching right now, go check us out on YouTube. Uh, we do post highlights, so if you ever want to share us with your friends, which you should, share share Cancel Shoesy with your friends. You don't have to share an entire episode and tell someone to go to a certain timestamp. All you got to do is go ahead and just share the, the highlight, the very simple, specific highlight, and uh, you're good to go. Audio only also, make sure you leave us a review. Give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 star rating um with that being said uh let's get into previous week right now what is previous week right now well folks previous week right now um you know things happen in our lives news happens in our lives the news affects you the news affects me uh, how the news affects me is what's most important because I'm the one with the microphone talking. If you want to know what's happening, if you want to be the one to discuss what's in the news, start your own fucking podcast. Uh, and if you don't want to, sit in your goddamn car, shut the fuck up, and listen to me talk about the news. This, this is previous week right now, folks. Uh, I bet the audio only people were like, man, why is that guy so mean? I was like, I'm smiling in the video. Don't worry, I'm smiling in the video. The, the people watching can't attest to that I am smiling in the video. Anyways, though, let's get into previous week right now. First first up, article, Pirates and Princesses. That's a fucking... That's where I get my news from, Pirates and Princesses. So, uh, I only trust real news sources, sweetie. Um, uh, She-Hulk teams up with, twi- with Tinder in awkward promotion. Ooh. That's rough, buddy. Um... 
The upcoming She-Hulk Attorney at Law series will be releasing later this week. So far, the general buzz leading up to the show has been somewhat mixed. Rush special effects, awkward acting, and strange humor are just a few of many issues some have taken with what we've seen so far. Uh, whenever promoting a show or film, you're more than likely to team up with a big company to get a few advertisement deals in. You feature their products in your films or show, and they slap your logo and character on their products. And the new She-Hulk series is no exception, but the company they teamed up with may surprise you. The popular dating slash hookup app Tinder has been generating some buzz lately as multiple people have come across the radiate, radiative radiative lady lawyer on their searches. I'm reading this right. Don't worry. Uh, her official profile reads, I know what you're thinking. This can't be real. And guess what? It's not. She-Hulk's profile reads, but suspend your disbelief for one second and pretend you just matched with She-Hulk. Excited? Find out who she does match with. She-Hulk attorney at law streaming August 18th on Disney+. Plus. Seriously, she goes on dates. Uh, if, the, if you swipe right, you get access to multiple photos from the show and receive a response in your direct message saying, I knew we'd match. There's plenty to love in She-Hulk's attorney at law, lawyers, hulks, cameos, dating, happy hour, yoga, magic, fashion. The list goes on. Not now stopping now stop reading this. Message your match below and set up a date to watch She-Hulk Attorney at Law August 18th on Disney Plus. One running gag we have seen in the trailers is She-Hulk trying to get a date. Eventually she does throw a dating app does through a dating app and after a seemingly successful date to go back to her apartment for grown-up activities. This is one weird cross-promotion. It makes you wonder if Marvel films slash shows are appropriate for kids under 13 anymore. Um Let's think about this here. I actually deleted all the dating apps. And people were like, no, you didn't. You're just not using them. I'm like, I deleted them. They are not on my phone anymore. I use this phone to record. I, if not, I would be showing you. I date, Basically, I decided to get off the dating apps mainly because uh, I was like, these aren't working for me. Like, I'm not that desperate. And it's so funny because I think dating apps are just kind of like for uh, people with anxiety and introverts, uh, ugly introverts. That's, I think it's what, uh, ugly fat introverts. And I'm like, I'm only one of those things. And that's fat. Uh, it's like, nah, maybe I should, you know, you, you think like, oh, I'm going to meet someone on a dating app. And, you, and you're slowly thinking like, yeah, we met on a dating app. We met online and stuff like that. And like, you know, if you meet someone on a dating app online, good for you. But I'm like, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of girls and like half the girls out there want attention and shit like that. But let's let's think of this. Let's what I'm going through with this here. Um, Tatiana Maslany is she she's the actress behind uh, Jennifer Walters and even the She Hulk's pretty hot. You know, I saw like the She Hulk and she was doing things. And I was like, is this awakening something in me? Is something uh, being awoken inside of me right now? What? Um, and I was like, am I into like really tall girls? Is that a thing for me? Uh, the answer is. You know, if you're hot, you're hot. I just, you know, I was like, death by Snoo Snoo, uh, as they would say on Futurama. But no, I was like, she's hot. And so, I don't know. See, the, the problem is with these things like, oh, you matched with a fake account. And like, if you're a guy, that's um, like half the time, that's what you match with on these dating sites, just fake accounts. 
Because real, I'm starting to think real girls don't exist. No, that'll be funny. I don't think real women exist anymore. Uh, that's that'd be so funny if I was just. I just went on this. I went on this whole rant about how like women don't exist in society. And, like they don't talk to me. I I have to believe they don't exist anymore. Uh, that's how that's how my life is. If women don't talk to me, that means that they don't exist. That's how that's how it is, folks. Uh, women don't exist. That'd be so fucking that's so fucking funny. I love I love all the TikToks. I've made too many of these. What was it? One I made, uh, basically like at least over ten other people have like duetted this, and like this woman's like, I have a question for all men, and then all of us like look at. I joined this. I'm like, we all look all sexually active men, and then we all go back to doing what we're doing and stuff like that. I don't know. Why does it feel like there's more men out there than women? You know, that's that's just weird. I don't know, maybe I'm in music, that's probably my problem. Maybe I don't talk to good women, you know? And I'm also like, I'm also like, Schwag, we should hook you up to someone. I'm like, I actually want to date this person. And then I'm like, maybe I don't want a girlfriend. You know, maybe I don't know what I want. Anyways, though, uh, everyone's matching. I don't know, like, you're hot. and you, Okay, like a woman's 7'4", and she's hot. I'm going to swipe right. Like, I'm swiping right for that. I'm like, that's not a problem. I'm like, height isn't a big deal for me. Uh, it's more of a deal for her than it is for me. And I'm like, and, you know, the, the good old question, if a, if a woman, fellas, here, here's, here's how we stay toxic. Um, because it's already toxic if a woman's like, what's your height? I'm like, so, you know, like, she's not, she's clearly not, like, good. She's clearly not a good match. Uh, she clearly has too high of standards. Um, you ask her how, like, He's like, how tall are you? I'm like, tell me your weight first. <laughs> and he's like, why should I tell you your weight, you pig? I'm like, why are you asking my height, though? You're fucking superficial, too. Anyways, though, we'd all be swiping right on Sheila. I don't care who you are. Uh, that fetish is awakening in you, and uh, you just got to enjoy it. So uh, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Okay? Don't be stingy. From NBC News, Texas Church apologizes for unauthorized Hamilton play comparing being gay to drug addiction. Uh, what? A church in Texas is apologizing for staging an unauthorized production of Hamilton and has agreed to pay damages for our actions. The apology was issued Tuesday by the Door Christian Fellowship Ministries in McAllen, Texas, nearly three weeks after the church produced and live-streamed a rendition of the Tony Award-winning musical Hamilton. The production appeared to implement script changes to include religious references and concluded with a sermon by a pastor comparing being gay to being addicted to alcohol or drugs. Uh, the unsigned statement was written in person at the church's pastor, Roman Gutierrez. Uh, on behalf of the Door Christian Fellowship McAllen Church, I would like to personally apologize to the creator of Hamilton, Lin-Manuel Miranda, the producers of Hamilton, and the numerous others who contributed their intellectual property to Hamilton for staging an unauthorized production of Hamilton that infringed on the rights and copyright of many. The statement posted on the church's Instagram account read, uh, the statement also clarified that the church did not request or receive a license from the producers or creators of the official Hamilton production to stage, replicate, or alter any part of the show, a crucial step to avoid copyright infringement. We respect the copyrights of Hamilton's authors and contributors, the statement said. We acknowledge there are awful avenues to obtain a license to stage properties, which we did not pursue. 
and it is never permissible to alter an artistic work such as Hamilton without legal permission. Uh, the church said it also did not seek prior permission to alter Lin-Manuel Miranda's work by changing the music, the lyrics, deleting songs, and adding dialogue. Two weeks ago, Miranda expressed his gratitude to all of you who reached out about his illegal, unauthorized production. The Hamilton creator said, now lawyers do their work. Following the backlash, the church has agreed to never stage a performance of Hamilton again and to destroy all recordings and images of the unauthorized performances, as well as its rehearsals, according to the statement. Lastly, we will pay damages for our actions, the church said, without specifying the amount. Representatives for Miranda in the official Hamilton production on Broadway told NBC News on Wednesday that all damages paid by the church will be donated to South Texas Equality Project, a coalition of organizations that support the advocate for the LGBTQ community and the Rio Grande Valley. So, very cool of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, I know everyone's like, oh, he's cheesy. He's like, he can't sing. I'm like, I know those are true, but he made uh, Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh, well, he didn't really, like, write it. He directed Tick, Tick, Boom, one of the best fucking uh, movie uh, musicals ever. It's literally, it honestly is why I'm keeping, like, my Netflix account now. I remember, I remember a couple, I know, like, a couple months ago, I said... Uh, Netflix is going to be no more soon. And I said that, and now I'm looking like, I don't think HBO Max is going to be any more soon. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, they're, they're fucking that shit up a lot. Um, anyways, though, so, you know, first of all, fuck this church. Um, not for the copyright infringement. Uh, you're getting what you deserve. I don't need to do anything. But the whole point of... I know, I saw this. I saw this on TikTok. It was like, it's called Scamilton, and we were all laughing at it. Uh, and, uh, were they good singers, you were asking me? No, they're not good singers. They were pretty fucking bad singers. Uh, the pastor comparing being gay to being addicted to alcohol and drugs. Like, first of all, how wrong do you have to be for me to have to talk about it? Um, it's like, being gay is just like, I was like, having, having feet. You know, some people are just, some people have feet, some people don't. I don't that's a bad analogy. You know, hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say. Being gay is just, you're born that way, you know, you grow up, your dick gets hard, and you're like, you know what? I'd like to fuck that guy in the ass, you know? Consensually, of course. That's what a normal person is. Consensually, of course. Uh, but, but, and then you're like, why are Christians so fucking, it's so weird they're against the whole gay shit. You know, it's like, even, like, a lot of, like, uh, people who study the shit out of the Bible, like, even, like, I'm going to keep my spiritual beliefs out of this, but I'm going to study the Bible. Like, I've seen a lot of people on TikTok and stuff like that. I follow one guy. He's always he's always giving some good takes. Um, and he's like, yeah, I make it a point to make sure none of you know my actual religious beliefs. I'm like, very good. And he's like, you know, they didn't keep this book in the Bible? And they're like... And he was like, yeah, well, um, that book isn't actually very good, very, uh, there's not a lot of good, credible sources to that book, and I think that's why I was not put in the Bible. That's why I wasn't put in the Bible. He's like, just, he's just like, he's just like straight to the point, I'm like, man, the reason why, credible sources, we don't know really who wrote it, you know, and stuff like that. Um, hit the mic. Does it hit the mic podcast? Um, so, fuck this church, um, for that. Anyways, though. But then they, then they decide... You know, if it, to me in my mind, because I know I know about how musicals work. I worked in musicals. Uh, how I one thing I know is like there's a lot of strict rules when you're doing like just like high schools or colleges when they or even any other just your your community theater is going to do a production of uh, 
insert your favorite show here. Um, one thing, one thing I know about being in the band is that uh, when you're done with the show, they're like, you have to erase any notes that you put in your music for the entire show because it's it's very common if you're playing music, you're like. I'm not going to remember to do this every time, so I'm going to write it down. And most people were like, write down everything. I'm like, uh, I'm not that R-worded, uh, Republican. Uh, Republican's the R-word. Remember? Remember what, remember what I said? Um, and stuff like that. You're like, write this down. Write this down. I'm like, I'm going to remember to do this. This is a very crucial thing to the music. I'm definitely going to remember I need to do this. But things I know I'm not going to forget, I'm like, I'm writing this down. That's how I went through music school. Um, but I graduated, and I've been doing this forever now, so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Maybe you should write everything down. Listen to your teachers, kids. Um, no, but uh, going back to it, with musicals, yeah, they have very secure. Like I said, you had to erase all your notes you put in for your music. I'm like, even when I get music that's been played before, I'm like, I don't mind someone else's notes. That's not a big deal like that. They're very strict like that. Um, I do know for a fact that there is a rule or a law or somehow show business have done this, it's with intellectual property in regards to this, that if the show is play, being played on Broadway or officially, you know, whatever, no other place can do it. So, like, if a high school, like, if, Wiki, if Hamilton's on Broadway and then some school's like, we're going to do Hamilton this year, they cannot because it's being put on Broadway. Therefore, it cannot be done at your shitty-ass high school. It's just, it's just a general rule of that. So... In my mind, I'm like, they're getting what they deserve. They're they're stupid. They're idiots. And I'm like, I, when I first saw that, I'm like, yeah, this church is a parody of Hamilton. I'm like, oh, shit. They are going down. Uh, and Lynn Lin Rand is like, like, it's very funny. Like, you, you hear his comments. He's like, yeah, lawyers are going to do their things. Because, uh, like, they know, like, they just, because it's just a very clear, clear statement that they fucked up in regards to this. Um... Anyways, though, uh, to quote my one of my favorite bands and my high school crush, uh, Haley Williams, that's what you get when you let your heart win. Whoa. I don't think that was the best one. Uh, I never meant to break, but I got him where I want him now. I think that's pretty good. But yeah, like you should, someone there had a woman like, you know, we can't do this, right? Uh, like we can't. I think you can perform Hamilton song, you know, that's just fucking whatever. Like no one's no one's gonna send a lawyer after you. They did like a full ass production of this. Like the full ass production of this. This is why you shouldn't go to church. That's my rule. That's what I'm gonna say. This is why you shouldn't go to church. Alright. From the Kansas City Star, where I'm from. Alright, what's what what's going on? What's going on? What's what seems to be local news here? Uh for me. Uh Paddling students returns to Missouri School District, but only if the parents opt in. A Missouri School District is bringing back an old-fashioned and controversial method of discipline. Corporal punishment. Cassville Public Schools, a small district in the southwest corner of the state, announced the policy change while heading into the school year. In a letter sent to parents, Cassville is roughly 59 miles southwest of Springfield. It's a move many have been clamoring for. Superintendent Marilyn... Merlin? Merlin Johnson... What the fuck is that name? Merlin Johnson told KRBK. And a punishment some parents see as, as a better alternative to suspension and other hands-off means the district used to discipline its nearly 
1,900 students. The complaints that we have heard from some of our parents is that they don't want their students suspended. They want another option, Johnson told the TV station. And so this was just another option that we could use before we get to the point of suspension. Under the policy of misbehaving, students can now be swatted on the buttocks with a paddle, according to the district student handbook for 2022 to 2023. It's one, it's one option again among several, and it requires the approval of students, parents who can choose to opt in. The change has drawn mixed reactions on social media posts show, with some seeing it as a step backwards towards an abusive practice that has fallen out of favor. Most of that criticism, criticism is coming from outside Cassville, Johnson told the Springfield News Leader in, in his town. There's been plenty of applause, he says. We've had People actually thank us for it. He said, surprisingly, uh, those on social media would probably be appalled to hear us say these things, but the majority of people that I've run into have been supported. But not every voice speaking against the district can be written off as an outside agitator. I do not think it's appropriate, Miranda Waltrip, a parent of three Castleville students, told KRBK. Much of the community has, is comfortable with spanking and paddling children. It's, be, it's pa been passed on from generation to generation. But it's misguided at best, Waltrip told the outlet. We live in a really small community where people were raised a certain way, she said. And so for them, it's like going back to the good old days, but it's going to do more harm than good at the end of the day. Most states have banned corporal punishment, but Missouri is one of 19 that haven't. Using physical force on a child, inflicting pain to correct their behavior can have in unintended consequences, experts say, even spanking a parent by a parent, which nearly a third of U.S. parents reported doing, may cause issues with mental and emotional development in children. According to Harvard researchers, ultimately, it will be up to the parents of Cassville to decide what is appropriate treatment of their kids, Johnson told the news leader. My plan when I came to Cassville wasn't to be known as the guy who brought corporal punishment back to Cassville. I didn't want to be that to be my legacy, and I still don't, he said, but it is something that has happened on my watch, and I'm okay with it. McClatchley News reached out to Cassville Public School schools for comment um okay here here you know here's my thing um first first i want well first of all i want to say i don't i don't think we should be spanking kids i'm i'm kind of against it i was spanked as a kid and uh you know and we're thinking and i know that some of you listening right now are thinking you know i was spanked as spanked as a kid and i turned out fine uh if you're listening to this podcast right now no you didn't you did not turn out fine right now uh, you're listening to me, uh, my shirt isn't even buttoned up right now, you're listening to me, uh, talk about new subjects that I am not qualified to talk about. So, you can't be sitting here listening to me blabber on and say, I was spanked and I turned out fine. No, you didn't. You didn't turn out fine. You're listening to me right now. You clearly didn't turn out fine. You're listening, you're, you're listening to this fucking podcast. Um, yeah, that's just my thing, so... Uh, and here's the thing, though, with, with spanking, I have to say. It's like when they're a small kid, you can get away with it. Because, like, you're even both parents at that time, usually. Uh, I don't know if there's someone that. My mom's in a wheelchair. She can't spank me. I'm like, I'm not fucking talking about you, buddy. <laughs> um, like, most kids, like, most parents are stronger than both their kids. So they can just whoop their ass if they wanted to. Then we get to, like, high school kids. And, you know, if a... If a you know, if an, you know, any adult, like, you're telling me, like, a fucking 50, 55-year-old man wants to lay hands on me while I'm 17, I'm gonna fucking whoop his ass, you know? And then at what point, like, and then you get to this point, you know, with corporal punishment, like, what point you're like, this guy, and like, if, you know, if you're smart, 
if the kid is smart, let's just say the kid is smart. They're probably not even that smart. Uh, but if they're smart, uh, they're going to let them throw the first hit. And once they throw the first hit, after that, for that specific person, it's called self-defense. So therefore, fighting back at that point is self-defense. You know, I'm, I'm just saying. So the thing with corporal punishment and, and the corporal punishment this is, what if the kid is bigger than you? I mean, I'm not a short king, but I'm like a normal king. I'm just, a, I'm the foreplay king. That's the king yeah, I am. Um, but I'm, I'm not a giant because I'm fucking, I'm normal. Uh, so, but then you're like, like I, you know, I'm friends with my old high school teachers. I'll go there and talk to them and stuff like that. I go to their classes that they teach now. Some of those kids are bigger than me. If I was going to be like, all right, I'm going to whoop your ass now for acting out. I would fucking, I would fucking die. Like if they were on the football team, if they like my school had uh, weightlifting, so the school had weightlifting and these kids are like trying to break records with weightlifting, I'd die. I would die. They'd just like start choking me out and I'm like, I'm dead and stuff like that. So that's something I always think about, you know, people think about like, oh, it's so bad to do. I'm like, I'm just thinking like, do you think if you're getting attacked, someone's not going to attack back? Do you think that person's going to care? And even after that, you're like, my parents, well, their parents said it was okay for them to hit them. Uh, well, the guy that your child just murdered, uh, their parents didn't say you could do it, so, uh, maybe, uh, something, so it's like, if two kids lay hands on each other, it's bad. If a teacher lays hands on a student, and they're, like, justified in it, apparently it's okay. I'm like, no. See, here's what I have to say. If, if your kids, fellas, boys, uh, and all the other genders out there, I always say boys, and I just hope that it assumes everyone, um, if you're getting beaten... And, and you know you could take on the person like if your if your dad's beating you, and you know you could take on that guy, go for it. Just you know go for it. Don't don't be like don't go like full punching him. Like stop him. Just you know defend yourself and stop him. You know that's do just do that. Because I don't I don't like I already said you shouldn't you shouldn't be we shouldn't be hitting kids. That's that's bad. Okay, that's bad. Um, I like congratulations. That. You played yourself. What did it hit? I like that. And congratulations, you played yourself at the fucking same time. Okay. Congratulations, you played yourself. That's that's to me, folks. Well, we're going to end this on a positive article here from WMTV NBC 15. Uh, eight-year-old known as Mullet Boy competes in USA Mullet Championship. Uh, an eight-year-old boy from Wisconsin with a rock star do is competing for the best mullet in the kids' division of the USA Mullet Championship. Emma Bailey, also known as Mullet Boy, got the chance to show off his hairstyle when he threw the opening pitch at Eau Claire Express Collegiate Basketball Game this summer. Uh, Emma's father, Eric Bailey, who told WEAU that the moment was an important one. I'm pretty excited. I mean, it's a big deal. Bailey said the Express are a big deal and the Eau Claire... I don't think it's Euclair. Uh, I'm going to call it Euclair. Just fuck you. Euclair community in themselves, so to have him out there throwing the first pitch is exciting. Emmett not only advanced onto the mound, but also to the top 25 in the kids' division of the USA Mullet Championship. It's extremely fun to watch the votes, so it started out as at, I think there was like 600 kids that made the Facebook cut. Bailey said, then they went to 100, and then all of a sudden we were watching the votes, and the he kept he kept climbing and climbing and climbing, and then it went to the 25. 
Uh, the eight-year-old said he has been waiting a while to show off his mullet. Last year, my parents found out about it, USA Mullet Championship, but it already started, so then we did it this year, Emmett said. For Emmett's dad, the USA Mullet Championship is all about inspiring people to bring the 80s hairstyle back while supporting a good cause. Mullets in general, they've come back in full force, Bailey said. It was $10 to enter and all of the donations were going to the Michigan Wig Foundation for Kids. The winner of the contest get $2,500. The Menomi Wisconsin student said he knows how he would spend the prize money. Buy a go-kart, Emmett said. That's fucking what we expect an eight-year-old to say. Uh, Bailey said he and his family are big into racing. I told him he... Wants a go-kart to start his racing career, by all means, Dad will help you out with the rest, Bailey said. If you are looking to add a little business to the front and party in the back of your hair, Bailey has some fatherly advice. It does take some time to grow, because this is two years in the making to get this one. But have fun with it, he said. Win or lose, the Bailey said the experience uh, has already been more than they could have asked for. The final round of voting begins August, Monday, August 15th, and will end Friday, August 19th. It's already passed, people. I'm sorry. Uh, visit the USA Mullet Championship website to cast your vote. Now, yeah, the mullet is coming back in style. Even the hairstyles, like, I kind of have a mullet. I've It was longer for a while, and I decided to... Just kind of keep it short. Just keep it short. Just kind of like, yeah, it's long in the back, but it's not like a, you know, mullet. I had, I had, a, I had a real mullet for a while, which is a good bucket list thing. I can say I had a, a mullet for a while. And I really like that. Um, but, you know, congrats to this kid. I'm like, he has dreams. And, you know, congrats on his parents because, like, my parents were always so fucking anal about my fucking hair. And they're like, oh, we don't want you to look like a girl. You're going to be gay. And then they ended up having a gay son. And I'm like, I'm the straight one. And, and we were all... And, we're all like barely. And I'm like, I get it. Uh, anyways, though, congrats to this kid. Fucking nailed it. Uh, $2,500. Get himself a go-kart. Huh? Fucking donate to charity. Fuck that shit. Uh, but anyways, uh, go Emmett. Uh, I like your style. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. And uh, as Garth would say. Oh my gosh, so deep. I fucking love it. That was the wrong one. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today you can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken pee-pee from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor, Privacy, comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. 
Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. So if you haven't if you haven't watched this show, I'm telling you right now, like I like the television I watch what counts as like me watching television these days. Uh, I would consider, you know, what the current Marvel show, the current Star Wars show, they do that week by week. Uh, and then everything else is like Netflix drops an entire season of something. Uh, Hulu has kind of something I'm interested in, but I don't want to, I kind of want to just wait for it to completely go there, to just completely all of it drop at once, and then, uh, you know, just watch that. But the show I watched, and I have been watching this, uh, this show for... Uh, this has been a couple weeks. I've been like saving this up for a couple weeks to watch. Just kind of waiting for the season two finale of it to talk about it. Only Murders in the Building on Hulu. Uh, I think it's only on Hulu. Um, uh, and I did a bad job at prepping for this uh, podcast. And so the only prep I have is the Wikipedia bio. So then I'm just going to blabber on from there, which is, shouldn't be a problem. I'm, I'm pretty good at talking. People, people, people usually complain. Uh, women in bed, friends when we play video games, band members. Um, anyways, though, so this is the Wikipedia bio of Only Murders in the Building. Only Murders in the Building is an American mystery comedy television series created by Steve Martin and John Hoffman. The 10-episode first season premiered on Hulu in August 2021. The plot follows three strangers played by Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. With a shared interest in a true crime podcast, the series has received critical acclaim for its comedic approach to crime fiction, as well as performances and chemistry among the lead performers. Um, yeah, that's, that's the show. So basically... Uh, to sum that up, yeah, basically three people who are into true crime podcasts. Uh, the first season starts off with uh, someone in their building actually gets murdered. Like, he gets murdered, and like you find out that was uh, Mabel, Selena Gomez's uh, friend from when she was a kid, but they weren't friends as adults. Uh, like, that was the person who died. Uh, and then, you know, God, it's just, it's so good because I love, you know, because I love murder documentaries. Um, and I, lo I love mystery. You know, like I grew up on Harry Potter, so uh, this whole the whole mystery the mystery thing, I I fucking love that shit. And I love trying to guess uh, who I think did. You know, like you watch that the show, um, and it's not always like very evident. Like you know, this is I mean, first season was ten episodes. Like I mean, first episode you're gonna know the person who died, or the specific person who died. You're not gonna know. Who killed the person in the first episode? So you have to keep watching it uh, and stuff like that. Because, you know, let's think about Chamber of Secrets. I think that's probably, probably Chamber of Secrets was probably my favorite in regards to the whole mystery aspect. Uh, Half-Blood Prince is pretty close, too. Um, Chamber of Secrets like, who's opening the Chamber of Secrets? And then you learn Voldemort knew Parseltongue. Harry gets Parseltongue. Harry's like, am I the... 
am I the heir of Slytherin? But, like, who's opening the Chamber of Secrets? Because Harry's like, I'm not uh, doing it. And so it's like, that's such a weird mystery. And if it was, like, a week-by-week thing, uh, there'd be so many people thinking uh, Percy Weasley opened the Chamber of Secrets, if you thought about that in that way. Uh, so I, lo- I love good mystery. And then the comedy in this show is so good because it's... Because uh, I feel like with when it's a murder mystery kind of show... Uh, you have to, you have to do the comedy in a way that's not bad. And, uh, they do the comedy so well. Steve Martin, Steve Martin and Martin Short, like, they've been basically, they're a duo, right? They did, uh, did, did they, were they the ones in, they, okay, I don't think that's, I was gonna say Three Musketeers, but I feel like I'm wrong. Because I, I thought. It's not Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Chevy Chase. I, I, I know that's wrong, and I'm not going to look it up because I know it's wrong. And if I'm right, people just, just enjoy uh, how awesome I am. Uh, anyways, though, uh, Martin, you know, so they have good chemistry. And Selena Gomez, you know, it's like adding her to the mix. And if you don't know, I grew up, you know, when I was a kid, me and Selena Gomez were like the same age. So when she was on Wizards of Waverly Place, I was the same age she was when... She was on Wizards of Waverly Place. Uh, that's how that. That's how. That's how that works. But anyways, because we're she's like a year older than me, I think. So you know stuff like that. But when she was on uh, Wizards of Waverly Place, she was so fucking funny. Like she like hilariously, like her timing, her shit like that. Uh, Selena Gomez, it's just she, her acting skills. And like I always underestimate Selena Gomez because you know she did that, and then I think her other acting roles. I've been okay since then, but she did a lot of music. And when she like teamed up with Julia Michaels uh, before she became her own artist, uh, but she was writing with Selena Gomez, and like the, those songs were terrific. Uh, and then you know Selena's back to kind of how like you know the snarkiness she had when she played Alex Russo on Wizards of Waverly Place in this show. And I absolutely just fucking love it. Just you know, uh, somewhat growing up with this shit, you know, because. Uh, she, I think Selena Gomez is great, you know, and everything like that. Um, so it's fu- so it's funny. It's nice because it's like two old guys and then like a millennial who's like, "Can you guys stop talking about like your knees getting replaced or whatever?" Um, and they're like, "Okay, we'll we'll stop," you know. And it's just like they're going on a riff, and then I feel like Selena Gomez is just so good at like also building off what they're doing. I just think it's it's good. It's that good Steve Martin and Martin Short doing something together, and then Selena Gomez is so good at building off of that. Stuff like that. Uh, first season, uh, first season is, I binged, so I'll tell you this, I binged the first season, and then uh, with the second season, I think like four episodes were out. So I binged those four, and then I had to wait week to week, and then I can finally like talk about it. Now I can finally talk about it right now with you. Um, the first season was Tim Kono was his name. Uh it's like you learn this whole path. It's like it's such a fucking crazy backstory. Was like uh, when Mabel, not Selena Gomez's character, uh, when he when she was like young, her Tim Kono and a couple other guys, they were like all friends. They loved doing like little mystery ship. I think they were big fans of like the Hardy Boys, which uh, I don't I, may have been out of our generation, uh, Selena, but. Maybe some kids were into it. Um, well, I was more no, I was more of a boxcar kids kind of guy. Um, so she was into that, and they always did that. But then something happened where one of the girls died. I can't can't remember her name. She was just a thought. Uh, but they thought someone. 
well, another one of the friends did it, yada, 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 and stuff like that. So you, you figure out that shit, and you realize that's a dead end. That's not why Tim Kono died. Uh, then, then you eventually learn. And so, okay, I want to I start off with this, because I, I guessed who it was very early on, and I'm so proud of myself for getting this. Uh, so, you know, the murderer tried to kill, what was it? Um, it was fucking... Martin Short's dog, uh, who, who did he play on the show? I can't remember. It was like Charles Charles Savage, Mabel. Um, let me just Google it real quick on the iPad. On the good old iPad. Um, he murders in the buildings. Got to remember Martin Short's name. Oliver. So, yeah. Oliver's dog was like poisoned, and there was like a note left under it. And I was like, okay. So whoever this murderer is likes to leave notes under the door. And then uh, the actual murderer of the show, uh, Holly from The Office. I'm sorry, I spoiled that for some of you. Uh, she left a note under Charles Hayden Savage's door. And uh, at that moment, when she left that note under his door, I'm like, it's fucking her. Uh, when she stabbed herself, that kind of threw me off. I was like, everything in my mind points to her, though. You know, and obviously you have to have, if I'm not a real detective, I'm telling you that I'm not a real detective. I'm just watching fucking TV. Uh, I was like, well, all my signs just point to her. I don't know why it's that. And then eventually it was her. It was her. It was Holly from the office. She killed Tim Como and stuff like that. It was just a, it was just fucking good because Charles Hayden Savage, AKA Steve Martin, like was like acting. He got poisoned a little bit and stuff like that. It was a, it was a pretty thrilling finale. Uh, so stuff like that. So that was season one, but season one ended with, uh, what the fuck was her name? It wasn't, was it Dolly? Um, it wasn't Dolly. Uh, who the fuck? Uh, Bunny, Bunny, not Dolly, Bunny. Uh, Bunny got, uh, murdered and it was like the way they, you know, they filmed it, set it up and made it look like Mabel killed her, but it wasn't Mabel. And that led into season two. So, um, yeah, I guess, because I'm like, I know, I know how TV works. So I'm like, if they're going to be doing another season of this, they're, I guess with this show, the end of the season, they're going to tease, leave it on the cliffhanger of uh, who is the murdered person for the next season. So it was Bunny this season um, and stuff like that. And th- this one, I think the, the idea, because like, you don't know, because you're trying to think of, like, who did it, and you, you can't really... Wasn't too, it was pretty hard to follow for a little bit of it. Uh, because you're like, first of all, there was, like, an art painting, and someone put the painting in uh, Charles Hayden Savage's. Why do I keep saying fucking Charles? Should I just say fucking Charles? Steve Martin's characters, um, like, apartment and stuff like that. And then you learn that uh, the guy in the photo is uh, Charles's dad. Uh, and it's like a nude painting and shit like that, and it's like a very rare painting. So like, there's a whole the whole scene, and then uh, Cara Delevingne shows up in this season, and she's super cringe and like she's not good. She's like, can we stop casting her things? She's hot, you know, and I'll accept that she's hot. And I'm, I she'd be like, you know, uh, take back what you said about me not being good in this show, and I will have sex with you. And I'll be like, I'll do that, but also, but I don't think she's gonna have sex with me, so. Uh, we're gonna keep going forward with this uh, because I can. Um, so she was, yeah, she was 
super weird in this season. And I don't know how much what I want to spoil with this season because I want everyone to watch it. The other season's been out for over a year. I'm like, fuck you. If you're like, can't believe you spoiled that for me. Fucking sit on your couch and watch TV. It's not that hard. No one is that busy. If you can't find time to sit down and watch TV, you don't know how to fucking time manage. You don't know time management at all. So shut the fuck up. Um, when I was great. So yeah, Bunny died. And there were so many like dead ends, but then you get to this one point and it finally starts making sense. Uh, kind of once they figure out uh, these holes in the walls and stuff like that. So I'm not gonna spoil that for you. Um, I need to. I actually want to rewatch it this season, but like binge it instead of like waiting every week because I'm not entirely sure that this show is actually good as a as a uh, weekly show. I think this show may be better as like a binge show. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying, like, this needs to be a binge show. This needs to be a week-by-week show. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying stuff like that. But, you know, life happens, and uh, you do what you do. But anyways, though, uh, they, the very, like, final couple minutes of Season 2 set up Season 3. And uh, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it's going to involve Paul Rudd. And pretty pretty fucking happy about that because i fucking love some ant-man shit so uh don't be stingy uh come on mark don't be stingy and uh go go check out only murders in the building because it's fucking fantastic i'm telling you it's probably my favorite show that actually airs like a tv show right now not like that's not a marvel or star wars show uh, and stuff like that yeah <coughs> okay Time for some Christian cringe, uh, part of the show where I go over relevant magazine articles, and uh, we see the problem I have with them. As uh, if you don't, those of you who don't know, uh, I grew up in the church, and uh, I've I've dealt with every facet of everything. I know what's wrong. I know what's right. I know that pe- the they're like the Bibles should be taken literally. And uh, they're like, well, debt sh- debts should be debts, debts, debts should be forgiving, forgiven every seven years. And uh, what do Republicans in the church say? Mm, no, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that. Uh, anyways, though, let's just I'm, I'm not going to get into that because uh, let's get into this. Um, uh, this article I pulled up right now. Uh, 11 youth group kids every church had to deal with now. I grew up in youth group. Uh, I was a kid in youth group. Um, Feel like a woman, a real woman. And I looked. At, I tried to like, and I was always told like, look for girlfriends in youth group. I'm like, look how that's helped me now. Look how that's going now. Okay. Uh, uh, with relevant. So yeah, living. So yeah, you know, I went to the youth group. Uh, you know, I I was kind of a leader. I you know I did the worship thing. You know, I was playing guitar, trying to talk to girls and shit like that. Didn't work out. Uh, but let's read what this they have to say here. The appeal to youth group is that it's all so familiar. While the main church service could be formal and even sort of cold, youth group felt like school with similar dynamic social structures and often as not insane games and snacks. Uh, that's part of the appeal youth group was often so close to the rest of your teen existence that it could get a little predictable. In fact, certain recurring characters pop up in every youth group here are a few of the most common ones. Let's let's see who I remember from the from my days in youth group. Um, 
The kid who already knew the Greek and Hebrew. Jeez, jeez, jeez. Okay. Uh, I have to read this. Uh, like, we get it. You want to be a pastor when you grow up. But where are you, a 14-year-old, getting this seminary-level training? That is, I mean, now we have the internet. But, like, when I was an actual kid, when phones flipped and you didn't have internet on your phone, uh, that was very interesting. People bought People fucking bought books for this shit. People bought actual books to learn this shit. You're like, I'm going to learn the Greek and Hebrew. And I was like, I, and here's the thing, though. I know a lot of pastors, I've listened to a lot of sermons, who will interpret the Greek and Hebrew of this shit. And I, I, mean, I can guarantee you, they're still getting the fucking shit wrong. They're like, they're still getting the fucking shit wrong. Uh, the Bible says not to jizz on the floor. That's literal. Remember, the Bible says not to jizz on the floor. We gotta take the Bible literally. And we're like, people will take the English literally, and then you know, the whole, the whole gay shit. Uh, like that's very literal. And then we're like, forgiving debts? No, that's that's not. It's against my political party. The kid who is clearly who who clearly is just trying to find a date. All right, yeah, I know, I know that. Um, The nice thing about this that this kind of guy is that once all I mean like there's the regular the regular woman you know there uh, once they run out he's gone so he's not really that big of a problem to me not to me to me like, I'm like I'm fucking mad about this goddamn kid um uh no, it's like you're just trying to find a date like yeah I guess you go through it I guess I went to church with a bunch of homeschool girls and you're like okay. Well, the girls in my school don't work out. What about these these fucking homeschool girls? Uh, no, they don't either. Uh, maybe if I was trying to trade her for a goat, she would have worked out. But uh, not not the way I'm doing it. Oh, uh, where I just scrolled too far. Um, the kid who sure seems like they should have graduated last year. Oh my god, you don't know their their call. Oh my god, dude. For real, though, there's always that... And I have a couple friends who are, like, a cup, two, three, four years out. But, like, there was kind of, a like, a normal thing for them to be there. They're more volunteers at that point. But, like... But, yeah, no, like, at some point, though. But they weren't, like, trying to be, like, we're youth group kids. Or, like, we're helping our church's youth ministry and stuff like that. That's what they were trying to do. I have friends like that, but I also know the people. So I'm not talking about my friends. So if my friends are listening to this podcast, I'm not talking about you. And if you think you're my friend, some of you need to rethink for friends. The ones who know, they're my friends. Like, they know. Um, but, like, yeah, though, like, there's some guys who are like, I, I guess, you know, I was in the Christian thing since 2017. I graduated high school in 2012. So I stopped going to youth group, like, 2011, because I was like, uh, the age range is a little too young for me. I'm like, I can't do this, uh, and stuff like that. And I'm still a good Christian and stuff like that. But now you get some of those guys. And, uh, now I've kind of realized with those guys, they're trying to get some underage pussy. After marriage pussy, obviously. <laughs> Don't be weird. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, the burgeoning atheist who's just trying to prove the youth pastor wrong. All are welcome, Devin, but maybe we can address this after group prayer time. Um, I don't I didn't deal with a lot of these kids. I grew up in the Midwest. Um 
I think the the I think most of us be, anyone becomes an atheist when they're more adult. Where I guess where I grew up and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, that's what I would say. Um, yeah, but if there was ever like an atheist talk, it was never like during the youth pastor's preaching time. It was always like a one-on-one preaching time. That's usually what it was. So I didn't, yeah, you didn't really deal with this kid too much. Um, the pastor's kid. Who wants to call Pastor Steve and tell him Alexis hitchhiked away from Bible camp? I'm friends with a couple pastor kids, so I mean, like, I, I and like they're good friends of mine and stuff like that. Um, can't really say too much, but I actually know Pastor Steve, and he's kind of a shitty dude. His daughter's hot though, so if his daughter's listening, you know who you are. Hit me up. Um, hitchhiked away from Bible camp. See, the problem is, like, the Bible camp I went to, you hitchhiked away, and you're still, you're hitchhiking your way to no fucking where. I went, it was, I went to Bible camp and no fucking nowhere. But yeah, and we know the pastor's kid, but they didn't give a good example for this. So, okay, BuzzFeed. Uh, the Futures America's Got Talent contestant. I think 45 seconds of guitar solos on Oceans is plenty, Preston. Oh, God damn it, they just fucking called me out. <laughs> this was me. This was 100% me. <laughs> this was me 100 percent all like i want to fucking show off how good i am at guitar because like you're supposed you're that we were told like you're supposed to find a wife and youth group as a kid i'm not i'm not wrong here it's time to just fucking show off i'm not gonna be the kid who carries 30 chairs at once i'm gonna do this right okay don't don't fucking call me out buzzfeed not you fucking buzzfeed well when uh, the kid who brought a djembe on every youth group trip, just in case we need a little percussion, pro tip, we'd never do. Djembe sounds so, they sound like fucking ass. I hate the people that go home. And when I was working at Blackbird Studio, one of the nicest studios in the world, uh, one of the engineers there is like, Cajon sound like shit. I like djembe. I'm like, okay, you're clearly uh, a little R-worded Republican, uh, in case you didn't know. Uh, we've got a couple more. Uh, the kid whose mom is always last to pick him up from the church events. Um, it's more of a youth pastor's problem to me. I mean, that's yeah, what's a youth pastor's problem. Um, the worship pastor's kid wants to call Pastor Grace and tell her Carissa hitchhiked back to Bible. Whoa, who is the fuck hitchhiked back to Bible game? Who is this implied to? <laughs> Relevant? I don't know who the fuck is hitchhiking. Most of these Bible games are in the middle of fucking nowhere. Jesus. Um, worship pastor's kid. Um, I've grown up in small enough churches where it's like, yeah, the youth pastor's going to be the worship minister too, and shit like that, and he's kind of okay. Uh, the kid who takes the youth group games way too seriously. Jesus. Um, so, okay, these are the people who take uh, gym class too seriously. They're the same person. They just go to church too. Uh, we got to remember that. They're they're that person. Uh, and if you're listening to that, you know, I took PE class seriously. You're a fucking loser. And we all know that. You're a goddamn fucking loser. And we all are aware of it. Go fucking... Can, do you get laid? Because you don't. Especially if you're at youth group. You're, you shouldn't be getting laid. Uh, and finally, the one the, the kid who took sword drills way too seriously. They're the homeschool kid. Because they're not getting a real education. They're fucking, <laughs> fucking reading the Bible. I'm like, this is my education. I'm like, how... Are we, how are education society, how are we accepting these as call, like high school degrees? Because <laughs> of a bunch of fucking bullshit. Oh my god. Anyway, so that's uh, 11 youth group kids every church I had to deal with. Um, I had another one uh, pulled up for you. 
Worship isn't about what kind of music you like. <laughs> what? Okay, well, I'm going to read this, then, uh, then uh, I'm going to say a lot more shit about... Uh, I don't know what's going on. I had to burp to disrespect whoever the fuck wrote this. A few weeks after we got married, my husband and I moved to a different city and had to start the long and frustrating process of searching for a new church. We visited old ones, new ones, traditional ones, and modern ones. We criti critiqued the music, the teaching, the friendliness of the congregation, the doctrine. We commented on the light show, the dusty hymn books, the iPads, always finding a fault, always struggling to commit in case we could find something else more comfortable. More us. Uh, we just want to make sure it was the right fit, we said. But as Rachel Held Evans wrote in her book, Searching for Sunday, right's got nothing to do with it. Waiting around for right will leave you waiting around forever. What we finally realized was that showing up to church for worship wasn't about being right or being us at all. It was about God, his righteousness, and everything else that he was and is and is to come. Uh, used to come. All right, Mark. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, the biblical definition of worship comes from the Greek in proskuno, proskunko. Uh, I know fucking, I know my friend Josh Casey, author of Track and Desire Journey of After Swallowed Kites. He went to Bible college. He knows these fucking words. He knows I pronounced that wrong. And to Josh, I want to say fuck you right now. I know you're listening. Uh, the New Testament term refers to the human expression of reverence and adoration. What this means is that the value is what we bring to worship is not in our savvy or our songs, but in our hearts. Our worship as Christians is not so much an action as it is an attitude, a positional stance of submission. Uh, remember, subs and doms to the Lord of our lives. Worship is about Christ. Not Christians. Whenever we become overly focused on the details of our church services, we're talking about how God out of the equation in critiquing and criticizing, we become focused inwardly instead of upwardly. In this sense of self-concern, attracts from the whole point of worship in the first place to participate in the corporate church part. To participate in the corporate church means to voluntarily give up our preferences so that we can take part in something greater than ourselves. In Ephesians 5, 19b through 20, 19b, like we're splitting just this up now. We read our Sabbath calling, sing and make music and from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, our worship isn't about the music what we have done, but about God and what He has done. Oh my God, I'm gonna, okay, we got a couple more paragraphs, Jesus. God finally gave me my and my husband clarity while we were visiting a church that was stylistically different from what both of us felt we preferred. And incidentally, the preacher was speaking on the topic of our American tendencies towards self-gratification. 
even if you don't feel like you're having an emotional or engaging experience, he said God is still moving the powerful truth to stop both of us right in our tracks of our criticism. We have been struggling to embrace and participate in the body of Christ because we somehow cultivated the selfish belief that to worship was to feel good, yet right there, seated completely outside of our comfort zone, the Spirit moved to us. God wrenched our hearts, and nothing about it was comfortable. Not the music, not the lighting, not the sting of conviction, but God was good in it all. Uh, in our age of technology, we may find ourselves pushing for progress in our worship services, while at the same time rebelling against it, we created and we condemn, frustrating ourselves by fashion trends to the point where we forget that God isn't concerned with style. That is to say, God doesn't prefer flashy and modern over reverent and traditional, or vice versa. He is desired simply that we come to the altar with offering our whole selves, and we bow down before him. He is exalted no matter the lyrics or the melodies that we may choose. So... You know, I've been involved with, like, you know, just worship bands and shit like that. And even, you know, the one I was involved with in Nashville, I thought it was very healthy and very good. Uh, I just feel like, just thinking outside the box, it's weird. Because I work in entertainment. And this idea that we're going to put on a concert every Sunday. And then someone's going to give a TED Talk. And we're going to play a couple other songs it just seems so fucking weird to me it just feels like people want entertainment it's not really about i don't know it's not really about god and people are like it's about god this is the stuff i like if i like this then i like god I'm like it's okay to like real music this isn't whatever it just feels like this isn't real music you know i it just feels like yeah we want music that moves us we want a pastor that inspires us you're looking for entertainment. I was like, and that's the idea. That's all that church is. All church is is a shitty cover band and a bad TED Talk. That's all churches are. And so when we think here, like, oh, I want a church. You know, I'm looking for church. We're, we moved to a new city. We're looking for churches. We're looking for churches. I'm like, are you looking for a church? Because in my mind, I think a church should just be a good community. Like a good community of people you like. In like your close friend, you have close friends there, best friends there, uh, and you meet other people who are part of your friend group and stuff like that. That's what I imagine a church church should be. Uh, what most people, but what an actual church service is, people look at churches as what the service is, because the actual church services. I don't think churches should do church services. I think churches just be communities getting together, eating food, having, trying to have fun. I, but what church services are, and I, and I know people are going to be mad at this, church services are a shitty cover band and a bad TED Talk. That's all churches are. So maybe we should redefine what a church should be, uh, and maybe it shouldn't be a shitty cover band and a shitty TED Talk. Because I think that churches should not be a shitty cover band and a shitty TED Talk. I think churches should be a good community for you and for maybe your family and maybe other people to be involved with. That's just me. I'm a radical. So uh, maybe come at me. Maybe come at me, people. Just, just feel free to. Have you ever cracked open a cold one with the boys? 
the vibes are on, then all of a sudden you are out of cold ones. Though the vibes are still on, the vibes will soon go off because you are out of cold ones. There's no need to drive when you're under the vibes. That's why today's sponsor Drizzly is here to make sure that the vibes continue. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy to use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's a saying something when it's being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allows drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee. So using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. You're not a boomer who still goes to what our ancient civilizations called a store. You buy everything on the internet like a modern individual. What if I could tell you that you could be saving more on your purchases by only making a few clicks on your computer? That's where today's sponsor, Honey, will change your life. Honey is a free browser extension you can download using the link in our description of this episode. Honey searches the entire internet for promo code, coupon codes, free shipping, and anything else that will save you money when buying things online. It's 100% free and at no point will you have to pay for it with all of those many, many microtransactions. It's as simple as pressing a single button and you can start saving money. Not using Honey is basically throwing money away that could be saved for more important things. I recently had to get business cards uh, for myself and Honey literally saved me 60% on uh, like a pack of 500 business cards, it was amazing. Add the Honey extension to your browser today for free by using the link in our description of this episode. And when you support, uh, when you use our links, you directly support this show. All right, it's time for Ask Shweezy, the part of the show where I answer your questions and other questions and many questions and too many questions that have been put out into the universe. It's like that thing where you like put things out into the universe and you answer them, and now I'm the one who has to answer them. People, <laughs> this is the universe. I'm the universe, and uh, this is uh, what you're putting out in there. So what? Uh, let's get into uh, ask Shweezy. All right, let's go with our first question, which is usually wild card. So let's get into it. Condom stuck in my girlfriend. Um, That's rough, buddy. <laughs> I was having sex with my girlfriend with a condom on. I finished inside of her, which I thought was okay, because I have the condom on. Pulled my dick out, and the condom was gone. Uh, we cannot find it. The only place it could be is inside her still, but she reached in there as deep as she could and couldn't find anything. She would feel it in there if it was up there, right? I don't want to get plan B, but I'm afraid if there is a condom full of jizz inside of her, then the plan B won't work. Um, help. Okay. So, uh... That's rough, buddy. Clearly. Isn't it funny how there's, like, med I answer medical advice on this show? Like, Jesus. Um, so, clearly, uh... Unless, like, yeah, the, I don't know what to do... Um, so, I would say a plan B is needed, I mean, regardless. However, though, 
oh, Jesus Christ, um, if she can't find the condom in her body, um, she may need to go, yeah, that's an emergency room visit, and I, I do believe, I do believe in an, in an emergency room visit, in something like this, they'd probably have a plan B, just be like, just take this, we don't want you to get, do you want to be, they'll probably ask you, do you want to be pregnant, um, They'll probably ask that dumbass, you know, they're going to ask that dumbass question, like, clearly he was using a condom and it came off inside her. I know they're just like, do you want to be pregnant? I just, like, you know, they have to ask, I feel like they're going to have to ask that question. Do you want to be pregnant? Um, <laughs> like, it's just fucking, you know, I was like, I know this is a dumb, the dumbest fucking question you're going to be asked today, but do you want to be pregnant? Uh, clearly no, because he was where I made him wear a condom where he wanted to wear a condom. Uh, I know condoms aren't fun, but I'll wear a condom because I hate kids. I like kids, but I don't, I don't want any of my own. I like other people's kids. I don't want any of my own kids. Fuck them. Uh, fuck my sperm. I love it when I jizz on my belly. <laughs> uh, but no, the condom's gonna see this, this is a fucking emergency room visit, buddy. Um, because, uh, as I've been told, I've been told, um, th uh, in previous stories I've heard with my own ears, that, uh, if a frog is in your vagina and dies, there's gonna be an infection. Now, a condom isn't as bad as a dead frog. Is it? Is it, is it though? How, what have we decided is worse than a dead frog in your vagina? Uh, a condom, uh, you know what, I would say no, because, you know, this is more, this, this falls under the accidental things that come into your vagina, because there's like, oh, they wanted to have sex, and the condom fell off in her vagina, and she can't find it, and it's like, you know, that, that kind of makes sense, but like, putting a frog in your vagina does not make sense, um, anyways though, this has been a long, dusty road of me telling you, Go to the goddamn fucking emergency room. And I know this isn't immediate. I'm assuming you probably already went. Uh, because you're like... You, and you're like, we're gonna, you're like, I'm embarrassed. But, like, listen. You know how many people stick things on their dick that get caught? Like, I've seen the medical reports of someone putting a fidget spinner on their dick. Uh, you can't count of how many fucking things have been placed up people's butts. Monogamous sex... People are just gonna be like, you know, this is just fucking accident. It happens. The, the nurses are not gonna gonna give a shit like that. Uh, when my dad was dying, I called the the male nurse hot, and you know what? And I'm not even gay, so I don't think they're gonna give a shit. So I think uh, go there, uh, figure out where the condom is. She'll get a plan B there. I think things will be all right for your situation. Is it okay for a grown man to drink breast milk? Okay, what the fuck is the wild cards doing? What? Um, is it okay for a grown man to drink best milk? Now, you know, let's, I'm going to think on the positive side. Cause y'all know I'm going to say, no, it's not healthy. <laughs> we all know I'm going to say that. Uh, but let's think of like, um, uh, the actual one. Okay. Let's think of the times it's okay to drink fucking breast milk. Um, when you're a baby, that's a great time to drink breast milk. Uh, cause that's the best time. And is oh no, it was funny because my mom, my mom, my mom supports like charities. Like my mom's not for abortion, uh, but she's also very much like if she's gonna put her money where her mouth is towards ending abortion, she's gonna put it towards like 
helping single mothers who need that help, you know, and stuff like that. It's a good, it's a good cause, you know. Uh, I, I just believe a woman should just do whatever, whatever the fuck she wants with her body. And if a woman wants to get a baby, yeah, it's good, and get the help. You know, I, I support my mom in this effort. Uh, it was funny, she went to a baby shower of a woman who didn't think anyone was going to show up to it. Anyways, that, that's a sad story. But anyways, I was like, did anyone bring baby formula? I just asked her, I'm like, did anyone bring baby formula? And I think she said no. I'm like, oh yeah, wouldn't that make more sense Like when the baby's here? I'm like, to know if you can give her enough formula. Anyways, though. It's weird that men, just grown men just don't buy baby formula and drink it. That, this is a man thing. No woman's out there like, I want to drink breast milk. I guarantee you. If you're a woman and you like the taste of breast milk, please just contact the podcast. And I will not shame you. I just want to know you're real. That's all I want to know. Um, where am I going with this question? You know, like, you, why am I just the kind of guy who's like, well, we need to fill up time for this podcast, and I just get a, get a question. It's like, is it okay for a grown man to drink breast milk? The answer is no. The answer is no. Like, the clear answer is no. Now, here's the only appropriate time it's okay to drink breast milk, and I'll tell you this. When you and a, and a woman, a man and a woman, I have to think, I'm thinking about myself here. When a man and a woman consensually have a baby together, and she's okay with the amount of breast milk she is producing. Take a shot of it. You know, I don't remember what it tastes like for my mom. You know? I don't I don't remember that shit. I assume my mom's on menopause. I really hope she's on menopause. I really hope she... I, I, I don't know. And I'm not gonna ask. So don't... Don't pester me in the comments being like, Is your mom on menopause? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm not gonna ask her. Uh, she's not gonna ask me if I'm jerking off, so... Yeah, so, um, no, and I guess the actual scientific reason why you shouldn't drink breast milk is because even, like, actual, like, cow's milk, like, I don't even think we should be drinking that shit. I'm, I'm kind of on board with that. And occasional chocolate milk is okay, but, like, consistently drinking milk is not that good, unless it's in, like, cereal or shit. Like, drinking milk, just plain, like, don't, don't do that shit. Uh, like, it's okay with kids, because, like, their bones need help and stuff like that, but as an adult, go for, like, almond, if you like, like, the taste of milk, go for almond milk, it's the same, and it's, it's even healthier if you get, like, the non-sweetened version, if you want the sweetened version. Uh, hope you get fat, but, uh, yeah, uh, fellas, I like how this is only a man's issue, like, no woman out there, I, I'm waiting for the responsible women, more like, I drink breast... I like breast milk. Okay. Like, no woman out there is like, I like breast milk. I'm like... I know there's probably women out there that's like, I like sucking titties. And it's like, yeah, we all like sucking titties. And even then, that's kind of weird if it's not like a breast milk thing. Anyways, though, uh, I think even drinking any milk is bad. So don't do that. It's bad. Okay? Why are teens repelled by classical music? So, Okay. Okay, so I have a music degree. I am qualified to listen to this. There is some classical music, uh, or whatever we're considering classical music, because there's romantic era, yada, 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 stuff like that, that we can be considering here uh, for what classical music is. Um, but what I would say is, though, anything that... I would, I, I would say even... Just, just from my knowledge of it, maybe before 19... 
1960 is what we're all just going to consider whatever this classical music is. So if someone's going to be like, well, actually, that was part of the Romantic era. I'm like, we're not going to talk about that. What I'm talking about here is like what kids, teens are considering classical music. So. So what do I think here? Uh, what am I going to say here? Teens repelled by classical music. I don't think every teen is repelled by classical music. Some of them could sit there and be like, oh, I kind of like this, but sometimes it's like, eh. So, um, the main issue I would say is, because the main issue I'm going to talk about is that music is meant to evolve. It's meant to evolve past a certain point. It's continued to grow, build off each other, and continue to grow from that. That's one thing I always want to say with music, is music is intended to grow and we're always supposed to make music, built off another form of music, build onto it. We're always supposed to evolve. Music is evolution. Music is if if you don't if you don't believe in evolution, believe in music evolution, because music is supposed to keep continue to evolve and continue to change. Because you can't be writing the same song over and over again. Like we have to write new songs. We're we're just in that kind of society. We have to write new songs. We have to catch people's ears. We have to continue to do that. Like, we're always trying to catch the new thing, what we like, why people like that, and we want to build off that. It's just that kind of thing. So when we were like, oh, kids today don't like classical music, I'm like, well, what they're the music they're listening to, this is like 200-year-old music you're expecting to like, and we've spent 200 years making music built off that to be a better version of that. So we're building off that, building off that, building off that, building off that. And we're making, like, really cool shit these days. I know there's a lot of pop music that's bullshit, but, like, I, I hate telling people, I'm like, oh, music today sucks. Um, and you're like, okay, it, it you just like the music when you were a kid. That's all it is. But, like, with classical like, the classical music, though, is that we've built off of that so much that by the time it's reached kids 200 plus years later, it's boring. So, that's why teens are probably like, duh, 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 duh. and kids today are like, okay, yeah. Uh, Skrillex play something, you know, shit like that. And so, like, Skrillex is going to sound more exciting because it's built off whatever the hell, duh, 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 duh. it's Beethoven's Fifth, I know what that is. And, you know, Music has evolved so much and stuff like that. So it's just so boring to a kid hearing that compared to, like, the music that's actually being made today. So, like I said, music's made to be evolved, and it's just it's, it's evolved so much that kids today are just like, you know, that one guy with his keyboard is making shit that entertains me. You know? It's like that. It's in, you know... Unless they're going to decide, like, hey, I want to study music, it's not that big of a deal. Like, if they want to study music, because, like, if you're going to study music, you have to understand, one, how we got to where we are today. And also, this idea of, like, there's music theory rules, and you got to understand the rules before you break them. Which is, like, you can break the rules before you understand music theory, but to understand the rules and then break them is a whole other chapter in life. So, uh, that was probably a longer rant than I needed to be. Um, oh, more music questions. 
how to enjoy a concert alone. I'd been planning to go to a concert by my favorite singer for months, but two of my friends who had agreed to join me unexpectedly canceled. Uh, this is a once-in-a-lifetime event, and I don't want to miss it, but I'm so nervous and afraid that I'm considering staying at home. I'm quite socially awkward, and I'm not sure I'm ready to hang out with people I'm seeing for the first time, especially since most of the visitors will most likely be intoxicated people the same age as my grandparents. <laughs> that took a sharp turn. Uh, there will definitely be some elderly people that I know who would send me standing uh, see me standing alone, paralyzed by fear. I'm afraid I'll get sensory overload or become extremely anxious. Uh, someone has a touch of something. How do I enjoy a concert by myself uh, and overcome this fear? Um, I don't know your gender. If you're a woman, uh, it's your normal amount of fear about existing. You know, if you're like, you're oh, raped and shit like that. You know, I, I can't explain that. I'm a man answering this question. I'm not going to be able to answer that question for you. Um, enjoying a concert alone, I go to concerts alone all the time. Or, I, you know, in pre-COVID, I used to go to concerts alone all the time. I fucking loved going to all these concerts all the time. And, you know, I got to see all these bands play live that I loved. And uh, I legit never worried about um, anyone's feelings. So, one thing, it's, it's similar to movies. I go to movies by myself all the time. And... I'm not, I'm okay, with, and I'm 100% okay with that, uh, because when you go to a movie, uh, you're not supposed to be talking during the movie, and then you realize that when you're not supposed, when you realize the idea of, like, you're not supposed to talk during a movie, um, oh, it's okay to go by myself, because, <coughs> Jesus, like, when you watch a movie at home, like, if you live alone or you're just alone or whatever, and you watch a movie by yourself, it's not a problem. But, like, all of a sudden you go out in public and you want to watch a movie by yourself, it's a weird thing. And so I've always, I'm just, I'm on this boat, like, this wagon or the spokes box or whatever the, you call it, that, like, it's okay to go to movies by yourself because you're not talking, you're not supposed to be talking during the movie, therefore, you don't need to be around anyone you know during the movie. That's the thing. And concerts are similar. The problem is, like, you have, like, one band finishes their set, and then another one sets up and shit like that. And uh, that's kind of awkward. You have no one to talk to. But uh, that's why we invented cell phones. And I'm, I'm like, I, I, you know, I go to, I'll go to concerts by myself. I will go to movies by myself. Is not necessarily a bad thing. And so it's like, you have to realize that at a concert, you're not going to be talking to anyone when the song's playing. Because I don't want to talk to anyone when the song's playing. And uh, that. But uh, however, if you want to meet new people, uh, concerts are actually pretty good in between songs. Uh, like I told you, I saw Kevin Garrett uh, in opening act Mink live. Mink has replied to me on Instagram. I will tell you that. And I wish I had more cool things with, uh, with Mink. What? Uh, but anyways, though, at that show, there was a girl standing next to me who looked like Brie Larson. And we all know Brie Larson's my dream woman. And uh, I wish I would have talked to her. And not. So uh, if you want to talk to someone when you're by yourself, uh, just don't be weird. I'm not the one to tell you that's question. The weirdest person to ever exist. Uh, but uh, just be cool and uh, have fun. You know, stuff like that. 
Uh, don't you'll be like, hey, would you like to come back to my place so I can rape you? Like, don't be like that guy. Don't rape people. Raping people is bad. Uh, but be, just be a fun person. Uh, how can I convince my 13-year-old to leave her bedroom for more than just food? She's just in there all day with or without her phone. I don't even know what she does, but she's almost never leaves. Okay. So, I was 13 once. What? <laughs> I was like, I kind of get that, because you're like... You're at a weird point in life where you just kind of want to... Because you can't be with your friends all the time, and you're on your phone. Well, where phones when I was 13 uh, were flip flip phones and even then I didn't even get my <laughs> I wish I could I don't even remember all the details of the phone plan I had at 13 but uh it was very limited uh now kids are like just have the full fucking internet access all the time um yeah well no you have a 13 year old so the part of me wants to go, like, you know, there's there's two parts of it. Because I know, I know kids, I'm friends with uh, the parents of kids your age. And they're like, you know, we want my, I want my kid to have my free, their freedom, you know. You know, you, you don't want to be like those asshole parents that we had. But I also don't want them getting molested. And uh, it's a very agreeable moment that we all were like, yeah, that makes sense. You're like, I want my kid to have their freedom, but I don't want them getting molested. And that's 100%. I agree with probably what you want. You're probably a normal parent. Um, here's the thing, though. Um, I, I don't know how much you're tracking their internet use or anything like that. That's one thing. Because um, I'm always a big deal where it's like, uh, yeah, track their internet use. But for God's sake, do not let them know that unless it's an actual emergency that, like, some bad shit is about to happen to them. You know, just watch it, and, you know, you're like, just want to make sure they're safe. I know they're going to do cringy-ass shit. That's one thing. Uh, but convince your 13-year-old to leave their bedroom? <sighs> I mean, here's the thing, bud. Um, that's a goddamn teenager. Like, yeah. You're going to... Do you want to be a good friend of them? Or they're going to be like, all right, come hang out with your family... We want you to hang out with us, and they're just going to be in a bad time and just be in a fucking bad mood and, like, resent you and shit like that. They're 13. They're going to be like that. I was 13 once, and uh, my parents hated me. And, like, they legit hated me at 13. And you know what? Who cares? Who cares? They hate me now. So, uh, not my dad, he's dead. But uh, my mom hates me. Uh, so, um... You know, um, the only thing I would say is maybe just let them be, but also just make sure they're safe at the same time. You know, don't let your child be molested, but also at the same time, let your child have drama with other girls or boys or whatever. I don't know what your gender is or whatever. It is what it is, you know, but look, we all get traumatized. You just don't want to be the bad traumatized, you know, uh, by the church. That's the Trump size you don't want to be. Uh, by the church. Um, is black cold brew coffee good for you? Um, that's a good question.
good question. I do know a lot about coffee. Um, and I really like that. But, uh, so yeah, so, obvious, obviously, um, I don't know what that, that was from, but, uh, you, I mean, you have to think of the mind, everything in the world is poisonous to you after you consume, or whatever, a certain amount, so like that, so, a lot of coffee, like, a hundred cups of coffee or whatever, is bad for you, but which no human being can ever reach. Uh, I can get, like, to seven before I'm like, all right, I'm out. Uh, but black cold brew coffee, is it good for you? The nice thing about, about black cold, where you're explaining black cold brew coffee, um, really is if you are going to talk about, like, what is actually unhealthy about coffee, it's, like, the sugar and cream people add to Coffee. Like, that is what makes coffee unhealthy for most people. But, uh, you... Yeah, but you're saying black cold brew coffee? Uh, no. So, there's, like, a couple calories of coffee, and there's all the health, uh, parts of coffee, which I think there actually are a lot, because it's a very natural ingredient in the world if you don't... Don't ruin it with other goddamn bullshit. But, uh, yeah. For, black coffee is actually very healthy for you. So... People are like, coffee, or he- coffee is healthy for you. And people tell you that. Black coffee is healthy for you. People add cream and sugar and other goddamn bullshit. Uh, that's what makes it not healthy for you. That is what makes coffee not healthy. But just black coffee, perfectly fine for you. Why is a latte bad for you? Uh, a latte is bad for you because it is espresso. The espresso itself is not bad for you. You had You had whole milk or whatever milk you want. Uh, it has so much sugar, and then you have these, uh, what is it, like, uh, it's not, se- is it seasoning or flavor? You know, flavors, flavors is the word. You add these flavors to it, and those have sugar in it, and that's what makes a latte bad for you. You know, you could go with that with every coffee drink, whatever. But if you if you order a black cold brew coffee any place, you're going to be fine. It's going to be very healthy for you. Worst case scenario, 20 calories, I think depending on how big it is, but, like, 20 calories is nothing if you look at a diet. Our final question of this podcast. After having a great conversation with a woman, what's the smoothest way to ask for her number? Okay. Pretty good at this. Um, One time I will tell you, the, the most impressive time I've ever gotten a girl's number. Um, and I really like that. Uh, is, uh, I did not know how to pronounce her name or spell her name or whatever. So I pulled out my phone with the contact information already pulled up. And I was like, hey, tell me how to, how you write your name? So she wrote her name, and then she was like, you know what, I should probably just give you my number. Just to give them, like, you got the hint. You got this. You figured it out. I'm number. Was it? All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Have money on my mind. I just can't get enough. Or yeah, that was what, That was the smoothest I ever do. But uh, I like the the worst case. I I do have a good track record of I can't get a girl. Can't get a girl's number. She reply back to me like yeah, and then she'll just stop talking. That's my best. That you know. I I, I at least. I've never had a problem with getting the actual number. So, uh... Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Thank you, Ed Asner. 
Uh, rest in peace, you've been dead for a year. The real Ed Ezra, not the guy I just played. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that, um, usually it's always like, no, we need to talk more sometime and stuff like that and stuff like that. And I was just, like, thinking out. You have to find, like, you have to think about it when you're in the situation where you're like, okay, I like this girl. She's talking to me. She clearly does not know that I'm a dumbass yet. Uh, try to get her to be like, we should talk more or do something else sometime. Like that. That's when you kind of sneak in, pull out your phone, just have her put in her number or whatever. And, you know, you know, you got to be smooth with it. And you got to keep doing it. And sometimes they give you not a real number. And you know what? If she's not going to give you her real number, she is not worth your goddamn time. Okay? You know what? If, if, if you're a lady, uh, if you're a real woman, a, a real one. Full throttle. Uh, was it? First of all, ride no. or die, bitch. If you're a real woman. I feel like a woman, a real woman. Uh, you know, you got to give your number out. If you have a fake number out, I just have to figure that out pretty quickly. And shit like that. So, yeah. So, be cool. Be cool to your school or whatever. Anyways, though, that's how we're ending this episode of Cancel Shweezy. What is up? <coughs> and, uh, yeah, let's end this fucking episode uh, the best way possible. So, <coughs> uh, go check out the Lord's <coughs> trademark favorite podcast. Uh, follow us on social media at the Shweezy. My music, you just take the cancel out of Cancel Shweezy, and it's just Shweezy, and that's how you find me. Twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. Connect your Amazon Prime account to that. That way you get to uh, subscribe to me and financially help support me. Our Patreon page, was a, which is a big circumcision jar, meaning it's just tips. And uh, the free shit you can do, if you're obviously listening on audio, go check out our uh, YouTube page where we post highlights and other shit like that. Leave us a comment, subscribe, and uh, shit like that. Audio only, leave a review, and a 54321 star rating. And... Uh, Let's remember to do this right. Honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. You just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. You are now one of the smartest individuals who will ever exist in our world. Uh, if you like that episode, make sure you subscribe, whether you're watching this show or listening to the show, make sure you subscribe. That way you get notified whenever we release full new episodes as well. And if you're on YouTube, smash that bell button. That way you get notified anytime we make a post over here on YouTube. Uh, honk if you love butt drugs, and uh, yeah, stay awesome.